Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, Europe. Good morning, Americas. And welcome to Rug Radio Asia Web3 Muffers, your daily show dedicated to Web3 NFTs, latest news, hot topics. And on the menu today, Sappy, Pudgy, Momoguru, Smidge, Fidge, and today's special guest. We've got two. We've got Bebe Chaz from Digimonks and Web2's largest techno community, Techno and Chill. We do this show every weekday, Monday to Friday, 10 p.m. UTC plus 8, or 10 a.m. Eastern Time, or 2 p.m. UTC London. But that will change very soon at the end of the week. A very well welcome to you, ladies and gentlemen, from all over the world, as you join us on this adventure to build the biggest and the baddest Asia Web3 community. There is. My name is Wacky. I am your host under our brand PewCast. We are official content providers of Rug Radio. I could not make it yesterday as I was starting what turns out to be a pretty big consulting gig, but I'm here today. I'm delighted to find you all and ready to rock and roll. My co-host, he manned the fort yesterday. He was up all night Sunday watching Formula One. I don't know if you got a chance to talk about it yesterday, um, yesterday all by yourself, but I'm checking out the result and I see that my favorite sir finished in fifth position. Not a good start of 2023 season, Lewis, but enough about Lewis. It's all back to NFTs today. With my co-host, the magnificent Buke Rainbow. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> so, bro, like yesterday, you left me out dry and you still can shit on my Sir Lewis. That's how you're going to start this week, huh? <laughs> starting strong. Starting strong. I'm not here. But, but man, man, since since you asked me, I have to talk a little bit of F1. Man. Please, like, please. Max Westerpen, bro, he started on 15, right? And he actually cut everybody and beat number two. So right after his teammate. Man, the Red Bulls this year, they are strong as ever. Like the second placing, I think this year, Aston Martin is looking strong. Ferrari, hmm, it's like, you know, seems to have a little bit of reliable, like reality issues. Mercedes is not doing so well. Uh, and you know, you know, Louis, right? Like when things doesn't go his way, he just complains about it, and then you know the race is ruined. That's it. So ah. <laughs> he goes, he goes in the corner, cries a little bit. He's like, "Oh no, they didn't give it to me this year." So you know, but uh, I'm a sir. Bro, I'm a sir. Bro, give me the come crown. Come on, come on! They didn't give it to him. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome what? to Asia Web. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, what, go ahead. what you say? No, no, hey, welcome ahead. to Asia Web Street, motherfuckers, powered by PewCast, the rock radio of Asia space, where we only have one goal in mind, is to build the most genuine Web3 communities among the Asia countries and to unite everyone under one roof. And I'm excited for today as we have Bebe from Digimons, Techno and Chu as our guest speakers. So guys, like and retweet the space and also, you know, after the icebreaking, do comment on it because you know what, as usual, end of the show, we have two things to give away, all right? Wacky, you missed the first thing. Um, we have first, which is our, if you go up to the post on the pin tweet, you can see a chicken bucket, right? So what's all the chicken bucket about? All you have to do is collect it for, you know, five times of this whole week. Collect it and every Monday we will open so-called shop front whereby we are giving out cash prizes worth 200 USD, all right? So all you have to do is collect the chicken bucket, join the spaces, and we also have whitelist to give away at end of the show. All right, I'm going to start with a little bit of ice-breaking questions. Wacky, pin it up. I want to ask you, which is, what's your method to relieve stress? Like when you're stressed, what do you do, bro? Oh, this is a good question. You know, I got to say, one of the things, I, I okay, so I get stressed if I don't get a chance to exercise. I've noticed that I get cranky if I'm like sitting at the desk for too long or if I don't get a chance to, you know, do do a bit of physical exercise. 
I noticed I get, I get cranky. So I anticipate this is probably what I do to relieve stress. Otherwise, I like listening to a, a good bit of music. I, probably music will, will, do, will do the trick. If I'm stressed, I'm like, okay, chill out, listen to your favorite music, and then that will, that will sort a few things out. But I know you're a big music fan. Obviously, oh yeah, we've got techno and chill today. So that's, that's quite topical. What about you actually? What do you do for stress? So same thing, I, I notice like if I don't sweat or I stay home whole day, I get agitated. So for me, usually it's just going out. But for the main, like the fastest remedy to solve when I'm stressed is just eating good food. That's it. Ooh. Well, yeah, that will that, that work too. <laughs> but the problem is that that will make you fat and then and then you have to exercise twice as much. Yeah, that's why, <laughs> that's why it's a never-ending cycle. So you eat good food, you exercise, you get stressed about it, you listen to music. That's the cycle of life. My man. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All okay, right, Porsa, you have the... your hand raised. Well, yeah, Porsa, yeah, Porsa, you okay. had your hand raised earlier. How are you doing, buddy? Porsa. He's, he's mad. He's Porsa. mad. Let's, let's throw it to our guest speaker today. Yes. Emmy is just joining us. She just requested approval. Emmy, are you here? How are you? You finally managed to get on stage. You were saying you had issues with your Twitter. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Good morning. Can you guys hear me? We certainly can. Oh, amazing. Actually, I was rugging just literally right at the beginning again. <laughs> so I just had to leave. Oh. And I came back and I fixed it. So I'm here. Whoop, whoop. Fantastic. So tell us all about stress. Do you have a secret remedy to relieve stress? Um, well, I've actually got my chamomile tea in front of me right now. So that's helped with the Twitter stress, <laughs> like legit right now. Um, so British. Uh, it is. Gotta love a cup of tea, right? Um, and also just some cool music. Um, honestly, I'm a huge lover of music. Uh, you know, techno and chill is obviously part of like, my well-being <laughs> so whether it's techno whether it's just any good music I think it's just like um you know the sort of music that you feel in that moment will be the right kind of music so music yeah. and tea I do have to <laughs> <laughs> I love it this is this is so <laughs> very British <laughs> yeah, yeah that that combination <laughs> almost threw me off like Techno and techno and tea, like oh, <laughs> I didn't know that kind of com combo exists, man. I think I have to and, make and my own project. Chamomile tea. <laughs> <laughs> I I did have an English breakfast earlier on, if that helps. I don't know if I'm helping myself here. I'm just like sitting into a stereotype now, but yeah, um, it is true. It is true. We got to have the tea, man. But I mean, green tea over in Asia, right? I mean, that's a big thing. Yes. Yeah, love love oh, a good green tea. tea. Delicious. Yeah. Green tea is delicious. Bebe, how you doing, buddy? What about you? You probably never stressed. I mean, you know, you're like the essence of Zen. Welcome to the stage. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna ask me that question. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't really answer that question. <laughs> That'll make uh, me, uh, me and Digimon look bad. No, but <laughs> I, I think that, that the, re <laughs> the reason why uh, I don't is because you guys mentioned a couple of things which. Is, is not necessarily stress. Is that if we're self-aware, we get to know ourselves. Once we push ourselves to a certain limit, we start, we've been sitting too long, we've been idle, we've been grinding, what have you. We start to feel the effects first psychologically, and then it trickles into the neuromuscular system. Maybe it impacts my digestion, et cetera. 
And so, but if I'm aware of it and I catch it early enough, I can keep nipping it in the bud, they say, and I can do things, little strategies, micro strategies, practices to reset stress so that it doesn't uh, add up over time. And then at the end of the day, you're feeling kind of worn out. And so one of, one of the important principles is to understand that the part of your nervous system that is the stress side isn't really your enemy. It's not, not a bad side. If I didn't have that side of my nervous system, I wouldn't get anything done. I need to be able to turn up the juice to crank things up. However, if, if my energy just pools and it's constantly in that side of the nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, think as stress, then, and I never really have it shift over to the relaxation side, the rest digest side, then it leads to problems. It can lead to sleep problems and other issues. Uh, one of the things is that the other side, the parasympathetic, the rest digest is not the be all end all. I don't want that one on all the time. Because if I did, I wouldn't get anything done. I have a really hard time waking up in the morning. And I've worked with clients in the past that are like that. So we really have to take like more of a yin-yang approach where there's this spectrum of, of, of experience, you could say. And I can't really reject one side or the other. I have to embrace both and find a, a way to bring it into harmony. And once I realize how I can do that, which is what we, we, te we, we teach at Monks how to harmonize those forces, then you are in more of that Zen state, that harmonious state, where now you're more immune to stress. Baby, you still got, need to give me the recipe. What do you actually do when you're stressed? <laughs> um, yes, uh, I, I do breathing techniques. Um, uh, I've talked in videos before about putting my heart higher than my brain and that can be done in a variety of different postures that don't require you to do a headstand or something more intricate and when you get your heart higher than your brain it triggers a relaxation uh, loop that a reflex that has a very sedative effect so one of the things that that i do is uh, i like to uh, get out aside get some sun walk it you know get contact with nature uh, people don't realize that also Uh, a comfort comfort is very distressing so like being able to talk it out have a loved one somebody that supports you that hugs you this 100%. is why kids kids are more immune to stress because they have what parents to kind of go over to to get that comfort so that they aren't as stressed of course that changes and, as we get older so that's another yeah, area yeah. That, that i like and kids right. get fed and sheltered and, and literally don't have to work so <laughs> it, it does yeah, yeah, help a lot kids, as well. Know, kids nowadays can, can be under all sorts of other stressors, especially with technology, which is what, I, what I've talked about many worse. times. Yeah, and, and it can be a, it's a different type of stressor. You know, they can have stressors at school. Um, but if, uh, if a parent is there or if you have a loved one in your life, that can also be a great way to de-stress. One of my favorite uh, postures is just to lie on my bed face up and I'll inch over to the edge of the bed and it depends on the bed you have. You may not be able to do this maybe with a footstool or something like that. And then I allow my upper body to just fall off the edge while my lower half is still on the bed or the footstool or whatever I'm lying on. 
and my head will be resting near the floor or on the floor. My heart is higher than my brain and I just close my eyes and I breathe slowly and deeply. And if you do that for a few minutes, when you get roll out and get out of that position, you're going to feel almost like anesthetized. Uh, your eyes may be half open. You'll feel really good. Interesting. Interesting. That's interesting. Love that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I picked this question for a reason. Like we have baby, we have music and it's like, you know, both things is something that I do or, you know, how to talk about like, you know, de-stressing and stuff like that. So I believe today we have a good mix. And like, I like what you say, like these days, kids are even more stressed because they see stuff on social media and be like, you know what? How come, you know, that, that person's life is better and stuff. They start to compare. I mean, it's, it can be literally toxic social media for kids, man. All right, let's move on to Forza. I know you had your hand raised again, buddy. Go ahead. GM, GM, guys. Sorry, I didn't see. I was typing, so I didn't came to talk. So two things. First, I won the figure got whitelist yesterday, Wacky. I asked Puke on the stage, and he was like, let's see the luck. And I won it. Ah, so good. So good, Forza. So good. I'm so glad to get it. Yeah, if Lewis didn't finish like P1, he has seven times World Championship. So he's a good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's it. So, sis, like, if I get stressful, I would like try to change my direction, my thought process to a new thing. I would try to learn new stuff. I would indulge myself into like try to learning new things. Like, I would like surface the web, search for new things that I could learn like in a quick manner in two days or in a week's time. I would try to learn my stuff. I would like move away from that thought and focus on a new thought. That would like make me good person in learning new stuff. And wow. a good food. Yeah, bro. Good food. It would destroy this just at the time instantly. Yeah. Wow. You, know, you know, sometimes people get stressed generally we get stressed because maybe we have too many things to do. We get overloaded. But when you get stressed and overloaded, you're like, give me more. Give me more information. I want to learn new things. I love this, Forza. This is great. Really, really, really good tip there. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's, let's throw the last one to the, uh, the, people, the person behind the Techno and Chill account. Is there anybody there or is it going to be only Emmy? So Rami is there. Yes, I'm here. Hey guys, so uh, answering your question, um, the thing I do for like really things is mostly going out, out in the nature. You know, I think like connecting to the nature and like hiking and doing physical activity is the best way to like relieve the stress. And also, honestly, like be away of like social media and actually like meditate and like connect to yourself and, and not let these like constant thoughts to play with you and like all these like dopamine effects that you get from like social media, like actually take a breath outside and like leave your phone away and do some physical activities. And, and uh, yeah, that's like the best way to like relieve stress in my opinion. Love it. Love, love it. it. All right. Let's, let's read a little bit more of the comments uh, and guys, right we have whitelist to give away so all you have to do is engage on the tweet and we will pick you know some of you guys that is active in the space so crypto phoenix say honestly sit back at the edge of my pond and smoke a nice dog 
Uh, Karmic Tom say, I pet my cat, exercise and cook. Arnab say, music without any human interaction. Comrade say, listening to music. And Forza say, you know, f- watch funny videos, play video games, work on something new and focus on my stressful thoughts. All right. I love it. And Wacky just need to update you you know today for the gm news we don't have g because he's sick he's resting right now says so let's tune in straight away to the nft news go ahead and uh, pu- go ahead uh pukas oh let's go let's go the music to him okay, okay. I, 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 Puk, <laughs> as you're saying this right i actually don't have an intro anymore because like i literally don't have my handle anyhow <laughs> get into it uh Hey everyone, so Pudgy Penguins is back at uh, NYC on the 12th of April at the Lightbox. Momoguru reveals their roadmap. And Figi rebuilt as author of uh, 12 Fold, shares insight and expects uh, and to expect more update uh, coming April. Uh, Try Gamma uh, with a no-code ordinal creator tool and marketplace. Sappy Seals Digital Artifacts is listed on uh, Try Gamma. Uh, Kyung's shows his support by purchasing Top Olive X Rares. Valhalla introduces clans to support trade-based DAOs. And lastly, CNP migrates smart contracts to re-establish royalties at 10%. Back to you, Puke. All right, yeah. all right. So- I keep doing this. I always mute myself when I play music. <laughs> <laughs> God all right. damn. So, so Wacky, I want to talk about Valhalla because, man, we will be talking about this and they gone quiet for a bit and right now they introduced this which I think it's kind of the way moving forward. Like, like I, I was, I think over the weekend, I listened to Spaces and it's, uh, I think it was uh, Nick, right? NFT, NFT Nick who said this. Like, right now, when you look at Web2, uh, it's more towards the company. For example, they launch a product, right? And then after that, they are the person that does the marketing. So they spend advertisement in it, uh, you know, do all sorts of ads and just keep on pushing out, pushing it out. Versus right now in Web3, whereby, you know, the project itself mobilizes the community members and they are the ones, you know, adding their own creative uh, factor into the content that they produce and releasing out. So he was doing a comparison between if you choose Web 2 and Web 3, Web 2 will always be that one mindset or that one thought that's pushing out the content, right? Whereas for Web 3, we have people, different types of people having different types of concepts pushing it out so which will be more effective and right now i would say web3 it's more effective because like man you have you literally mobilize you know tons of your holders and they are active and you know having their own mindset uh you know freedom to do all sorts of marketing and it leads me back to what wahala does so today i I think it's uh it's also in mave news right um basically they introduce clans um you know a a tool that supports trade-based dao right so if you look at it uh right now they have five different daos okay so they have uh you know grill dao they have tracksuit cartel they have bala dao they have wild toxic city and mekahala so all this dao basically is based on the trade that um, that particular collection has and they are taking out 50% of the royalties to fund it. So it's a minimum of 25k USD that is guaranteed, alright? Anything more, it will be more. And basically, they will say, okay, you know what? We have a scoreboard, which is the platform called, um, 
which is the platform, and the winner of it, for example, they have this thing called the score. So based on the score, uh, they can see which which DAO or you know which clan actually makes the most contribution, and based on it, they have like for example, first place will get seventy percent of the fund, second place twenty percent, and third place ten percent. So it's kind of like motivating. Hey, you know, I'm in for example the tracksuit DAO. Let's do something with it because when we get the money, we get the fund, and then we can build on top of it. I think this idea is super brilliant because it's kind of like hey. Um, you guys are wanting to do something uh, and I have the financial means to support you into building something which is rarely seen in, in the marketplace. Like most of, for example, like we talk about Azuki, right? And Spirit Dao is more towards like Spirit Dao itself. The members have the fun, they buy the spirit, they create the Dao and then they get all the spirit members to join. But this is like, you know, the Dao is doing something. The main project, pour investment into it to make them grow so what's the thoughts on this bro i i think as you say it's a great way because basically what they are doing is that they are empowering sub communities effectively right they, they are letting their ecosystem and their owners contribute to the to the project there's there's no better way if if you have an active community obviously the only caveat to this is that you need to have a strong and active community which they had, they had, you know, with, with the mint and the, the way they had done things, they really had managed to create a buzz uh, around the collection. And you can see, I mean, the floor price is still around the 0.7 right now. I'm just looking on OpenSea. I know it's a, it's a dead platform, but uh, it still has some reference. And then it is, it is trading, you know, things, the, the Valhalla project is trading. So by all means, they seem to be doing everything right. I think it's a great way, you know, and it goes back to the same thing that we're saying. When you empower people, and you give, give them an opportunity to do things themselves, then it generally uh, creates some benefits. So, that, you know, all the way, I'm, I'm hoping Valhalla goes and, and does well. There was so much expectation around Valhalla, and they've generated so much money. I mean, Shay, the amount of volume on OpenSea is 23 plus thousand ETH, 23 and a half thousand ETH. It's a lot, man. So they've got a lot of funds, and they've got a lot of um, means to actually do something good. So I hope they, I hope they succeed. Yeah. Maeve, what's your thoughts on this, buddy? Yeah, I, I love it too. I, I, I like how they uh, they utilize like a competition. Yeah, I, I'll use the word competition. So it's not just like uh, like they approve and then it's just how it is. Which was I think last week with uh, the, the Bean Sao. I think uh, Conger and uh, what was the other guy? The, but basically like uh, two of the Spirit Down members, they, they raised their concerns, right? Uh, based off like how Nouns previously had done it. Which is like, okay, there was a thing and then we approve it or don't approve it. Uh, well, I'm not too well. It is a DAO, so they approve it and then they just let it go, which is kind of uh, different. The the way uh, Valhalla is approaching it, uh, I mean, like competition is always good for teams to create uh, better products, uh, more incentives always. So yeah, I I love the idea. Yeah, yeah. Like when it's funny when you talk about nouns, right? And I, I remember like you know every time we we talk about nouns wacky, it's like oh, shit. They have tons, loads of money, but in a way like you know once the the approval of a proposal goes right. I see some really made it. Some is not really, you know, it, they it, they didn't really build anything out of it because hey, one thing is not really regulated in a way that um, you know when people can give out super good proposal and then the checking part of it, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it, it doesn't work. And so I mean, if the project itself is forefronting these kind of um, efforts, then I think it's good. So. I want to talk about the next thing, which is, you know, 
basically, remember we give tons of shit to trial folks, right, Wacky? And remember also, like, proof XYZ, we're talking about the smoke archive for feelings, right? So, oh my God. man, man, you have to check this out because today, like, the, the creative, I, I think it was the artist itself, right? He come out bitch, with a bitch. tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He come out with a tweet and he talks about, you know, the truffle collectors uh, and he shared his consideration or, you know, what's the thought process behind it. And I don't know, it, it feels like the same way when we talk about archives of feelings, right? Like they are able to explain something so well and instantly after everything, it's like, ah, shit, maybe truffle is something, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> dude, dude, I read it and I, I, I agree. I had the same feeling as well, man. Like I was like, oh, okay. I guess this is the thing we gotta take note of. <laughs> note taken. Note taken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Look, when when you are as big as you get, the the thing is that they have become so big, right? There is okay. There there is such a thing in terms of psychology, right? In order. To get to their level, you need to do something amazing, right? So they literally revolutionized the way NFTs are working, the movement, the parties that they threw. Like they, they became massive, right? And they're literally the number one project in NFTs. They're the number one brand. Everybody knows Board Ape Yacht Club, right? They, there's, there's, no, there's no competition for them at the moment. No one rivals them. You, you talk about punk, but they own punk and punk doesn't do anything. So it's all the same, right? So now that they are at this top level. Everybody wants a piece of them, right? And you know that no matter what they throw out there, it could literally be, I mean, you know, there are some artists. There was this artist called Mondrian at the time, right? And what literally what he did was a black dot on a white square, right? And that was like revolutionized, a uh, uh, revolution at the time. They could literally do the same thing, which is not that far off. And everybody would be like, oh my God, this is amazing. I can't wait to have a piece of this. I need it, right? So they have become so famous that anything they do will be, will be considered of value. Also, they're not creating you know, a million pieces. They're just creating a few thousand. So by definition, the, the, the niche of the market is such that there will always be crazy demand. So yeah, I mean, as you say, you look at you look at the description and you're like, okay, obviously, as as we were supposing, they're not just doing this in a vacuum. They had a plan, and and something else is is going to happen afterwards. But, bro, it doesn't change the fact the art is neither here nor there, man. It's it's just a bunch <laughs> of bubbles. It's just a bunch of balls on a square. It looks like a, what is it called? A, an abalone. You know, like the counting things. It's come on. <laughs> you still not feeling it after the, you read the copywriting? No, bro, come on. No. I, I mean, it's, sure. it's art, bro. It's art. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my bag. It's just not my bag. I, I have to tell you, as we go more and more digital, I find it extremely difficult to value AI-generated art the same as someone that actually went there. Y yes, you have the, the thought process in it, right? But, but man, they still generated a bunch of balls on a square. I mean, it's like... You know, it really doesn't take a genius to do this. You have you look at what Jack Butcher is doing, right? Jack Butcher, what he's doing isn't technically or artistically difficult, but the guy is relevant, right? He's there. He's he's basically drawing the culture, right? Which is why there's so much buzz around it. And again, he is also famous, right? If anyone else that wasn't famous wasn't was doing the exact same thing, people would be like, "Why are you drawing another check there? This is just stupid." Right, it's just all a matter of perceptions. It's uh, I I think we're gonna see a resurgence 
of the, the hand-drawn artist over the, few, the, the next few years. Mark my words. <laughs> All right. So what will you have for us today? I got, I got, I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else. All right. How, how about me? Me? Well, the, the Audio Marketplace was really cool because uh, the Gamma, Try Gamma. So I, I think they were really, well, I, I don't know if they were really, but uh, it seems like there's already a couple of uh, D-God sales on, on there. Obviously, Sappy Seals, uh, Digital Artifacts is there as well. And uh, I, I believe uh, Mega Pond, Mega Pond, Mega Punks, yeah, they're called Mega Punks. Mega Punks is also listed and on sale there. So I see them uh, quickly uh, getting market share for Audinos. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's also one more called Generative XYZ, which we will have them uh, next week on the show as well. Uh, it's also, I, I think the Trough Falls uh, also had some sales on, at Generative XYZ. And man, I have to tell you, bro, like, so I tested out, remember, we said, you know what, you know, Bitcoin is doing, uh, ordinals are doing well, let's just try and inscribe something, right? So I went on to just take a random of like 100, 200 pictures, okay? 200 pictures and I uploaded into a site that Karm, uh, Karmic, uh, who is not here today, said, you know what? You just go to the site, you inscribe it and uh, instantly you can do it. So I just tested it out just to understand a little bit more and guess how much was the price to inscribe 200 pictures. So what? They didn't offer you to do it for free, I, I anticipate, right? They want the money for it. <laughs> uh, wacky, wacky. <laughs> yeah, bro, bro, like when you want to do, for example, you uh, you want to do it on Ethereum, it's not that expensive, right? Gas. Um, yes, it's going to be, you know, few, few uh, USD, but damn, I didn't expect for Ordinals to be like, what, 200 pictures? It's cost about 5K USD. Damn. Ooh. I mean, hey, Everybody's out there to make money, man. I mean, there's a buzz. There's a ground. It's early technology. They're not going to do it for cheap. I, I mean, you know, they're, they're geniuses. So much money is being spent, man. So it's... Uh, I, are, you, are, you, are we doing it? I don't know, man. Like 5K, <laughs> I'm, I'm all the way in Malaysia. So, bro, 5K is like times four. So it's going to be like 20K in my, my, my price, right? It's expensive, man. <laughs> uh, we, we, need to, we need to think about what we could do with those ordinals. Maybe, maybe we just, hey, hey, uh, 12 fold through a bunch of, they basically threw a bunch of circles on the square, on the square peg, right? We're going to throw a bunch of squares on a circle peg. How about this? We, we throw a bunch of squares on a, on a brown image. <laughs> how about we do this? Yeah, yeah, but you have to write the copywriting, that's it. And it has to be on par with how they explain. As long as you can explain, like, you know, I, you, you, you make a good point, right? Jack Butcher, although it's just checks, but the whole narrative and storyline is something that the DGEN vibes. And based on how he's doing it, man, like he released two sites, right? Basically, one site, you upload your PFP, you can change your PFP into checks. And the second site, you upload your PFP, you can change it to OPEPE, right? And it's nice. I did it. I love it. And uh, it, it seems like a degen play and something that's relevant in the space. So it's going to be like good storyline. Somebody is launching that is notable on the space. And hey, man, it's something that it's fun and people vibe with it. It will go far. That's it. All right. Are, are, we, are we done with the news of today? Let's, you know, we have two guesses here. Let's dig right to it, buddy. Let's dig right to it. I've also got Karmic that's trying to come on stage, but for some reason I can't. I can't pull him up. So see if uh, if that can help. Okay. So why don't we start 
with uh, we got to go. We got to mix and match a little bit. We got to bring the ladies first uh, on stage. It, it is rare. It is a delight to have a, uh, a and you know your your accent. You really have the British accent, so it's going to be soothing. You know, you were asking Pew, what do you do when you're stressed? I think I reckon just listening to Emmy speak probably just helps. You know, a nice soothing. Uh, female British accent, there's nothing nothing nicer than that, than this. So, you, 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 used, you, bro, you used to tell me that Ryan Carson has a soothing voice, bro. <laughs> well, because he's got that deep voice. He was like, hey, he's like, you know, he had the, he had the crooner voice. But, I mean, you've got the deep voice and then you've got the nice, the nice uh, female uh, British voice. So, Emmy, over to you. How are you doing? Tell us more uh, about Techno and Chill. What is Techno and Chill? How did it all start? What's the story behind it? Tell us more. Tell us everything about the project. Hey, hey, gotta say you guys are funny. Um, and I'm glad my voice can bring some sort of like stress relief uh, to everyone, which is good. Um, so yeah, I'm actually on here with uh, the founder. So I'll probably touch on some parts of Techno and Chill because it's pretty exciting. We're actually minting out in like a few days time. So uh, it's kind of like stress slash, you know, kind of uh, about to sink. But we're cool. We're floating. You know, we're good. We're going to like fly to the moon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so quick intro. Um, so I'm Emmy. I'm uh, part of the core team for Techno and Chill. And I head up the partnerships and the collabs as well. And um, yeah, I started with Techno and Chill actually beginning of the year. Um, but Techno and Chill itself had actually been sort of doing its thing for more than eight years um, on Instagram. So uh, it's an official business that is kind of doing its amazing in real life events. Um, it, we've got our official Twitter page as well with the gold check mark. So we are official. Um, we've got our loyal Web2 followers, about 1.2 million followers on Instagram at the moment. So we are actually the biggest in the techno community on Instagram at the moment. We're hey. And uh, yeah, we're on this journey now to actually bring on the Web 2 to the Web 3. And um, I think for anyone really that's been in the Web 2, uh, sorry, the Web 3 space for a while, uh, we've seen, uh, you know, this kind of movement happen before where we're trying to see a lot of Web 2 movement come into Web 3 and we're still yet to see some successes sort of thing. But we're going to change that. We're actually here. We're on board with a great team. We got our amazing founder, who ha is the passion, is the entity behind Techno and Chill, with his huge passion and love for techno. Um, and yeah, at the moment, we're pretty much preparing for our mint. At the moment, it's kind of getting a bit hectic, but we're loving it. We're loving the journey. We're all positive over here. Uh, I got my cup of tea, so obviously that's a positive for me. <laughs> <laughs> nothing can fix. Once you've got the cup of tea, nothing phases you. Uh, yeah, it, it has to be like I'm well. done. Yeah. yeah, it has to be coming well. That's it. But or but tell, like a... but yeah, tell yeah, me a little bit ahead. more because like I listen to techno and it's not chill at all. So so tell me a little bit <laughs> on how how like. Becky, you, you know I listen to like trans hardstyle techno, right? And I've I've been following your Instagram page uh, for the longest time, but the, the the name always like threw me off because like techno isn't really chill. So tell me a little bit more on it. 
So I might actually want to bring up the founder on that part because um, he's he's actually got like that part sort of nailed with the details. But actually, um, from what I can share from my side, um, there's actually so many variations of techno. I, I know what everyone thinks. They think of that hardcore techno, like the do, 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 do. And it's just, no, you can't chill to that at all. You know, it's just kind of like you need to be on something to, <laughs> to even You're be going, on the beat. You- you're going for the Ibiza Cafe del Mar type of thing, techno, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you've got your sort of influences of house techno. You've got your electronic waves sort of techno, uh, melodic, which is kind of the sort of uh, techno, I suppose, we're a bit more connected with at the moment and what we're vibing with. Um, but honestly speaking, you know, we love just all kinds of techno you know it really depends on your mood I think um and the techno and chill aspect actually comes from the history of how the founders started it all so I might just want to pass it on now to our founder to explain how it all started love it let's hear all about it (laughs) hey guys so it started eight years ago and what inspired the name so back then uh, in Instagram, there's there was like uh, some Instagram like techno pages already, uh, but all were what they're doing was like posting the dark videos at the clubs, and it wasn't like as engaging. So I decided to like start a new wave, which is like editing funny videos with techno music, and that's like the chill part is to like add like a kind of laugh of it and not make it as dark and also like post the burning man videos the ibiza after parties and of course the the dark uh, techno clubs too so i didn't want to like have like the typical uh, techno page which is like just like videos from clubs I, i wanted to add like a touch like a laugh touch of it and make it as engaging and as creative as possible you know, and actually, like this wave that I started back then is the reason why the page blew up. You know, because uh, two factors: people really like it, and the other factor is like Instagram algorithm actually like push viral videos. And you know, like the darker the video, the less engagement it's gonna get. So it really helped the page to like blow up. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, that was a. I mean, everybody, I gotta say, I, I also love myself a good a good bit of techno. Um, I had to take a break. I, I was like you puke, you know. I, at some point, this is all I was listening, and and then after a while, I realized after listening for hours on it, when I, I remember going to the range, hitting golf balls, and then having the techno all day at the gym, at, at the range, like every day. And after a while, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I feel I feel tired, like I feel mentally tired, and I was like, maybe it the uh, eight hours of techno during the day <laughs> that is you know getting on my brain a little bit so i i gotta say i love a good techno but i was looking at the videos and i can see that vibe like this techno and chill it's just so nice you know an after hour type of thing it's just so cool yeah it's, it's like a good mixture of both right you have techno and you can chill so probably techno and chill will be like your eight hours now instead of normal techno bro that's it that's exactly that's exactly right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And just to add on to that as well, I mean, you know, for anyone that's listening to this space and, you know, you're not really into techno, um, yeah, we're going to make sure we convert you guys. You know, you're not going to come into this space and listen to us and not like techno. We are going to be the project that converts everyone to love techno again. And uh, yeah, you know, hey, we've got summer coming up. That's a big time for us, too. Oh, okay? my God. So, it's, a, it's festival. You know, it's festival time. You know, it you know when the summer when April May's coming, you know, it's festival time. Everybody's gearing up for it. Get your wellies out. Doesn't matter. You get you get cold. <laughs> still. You get muddy and you're just all out there and off you go. All right. right. So so the first thing is this. I'm going to throw baby off right now and ask him this. Like, bro, do you listen to techno? If not, can Emmy convert you right now? <laughs> It's Bebe there. Med- it's like, Bebe's meditating. No, no, Bebe, Bebe heard all that stuff. He's like, yo, I gotta, I gotta meditate on this. This is, uh, <laughs> this is not happening. No, he, he's laughing, bro. He doesn't want to give a comment. That's it. Hey, bro. <laughs> You're on mute. You're on mute. Oh, wait, you asking me a question about techno? Yeah, the question Puke was was having is whether you actually do listen to techno and whether if you don't listen to techno, will Emmy potentially convert you? No, no, I, I love techno. I mean, for dancing and just oh, kind nice. of getting in a nice vibe. I mean, uh, is, it, uh, is it for chilling? I mean, I, it depends. I mean, I like dancing. So uh, my last uh, cruise that I took my wife to that had a concert on the cruise and had like techno music and dance music and stuff, was really relaxing and chill and fun. So I'm definitely a big fan and I would love to learn more. Love it. That's okay. a good answer. <laughs> yeah. I, I I get the feel. Bebe is a is a well rounded man. You know, he's uh I mean hey, just just for the record, the, the man went to Yale and he's got a new a PhD in neuroscience. So um it, it is it is good to hear that you kinda like a man of, of all a well travel and, and all different of pleasure. So baby, tell us tell us more about DG Monks. Tell us more about what you're up to, what you have been up to, and uh, and you know what you're working on at the moment. Sure. Yeah, my wife says I'm like a jack of all trades. That I don't fit that conventional model of somebody with a PhD and the stuff that I do. So I've always maintained a, a root in connection with other people. I like to sit at the same level as somebody else. I don't expect somebody to come to me. I come to them. And so, and I'm always looking to see how I can serve. So if somebody reaches out to me, I typically say that, how can I be of service? And, and that's what Digimonk stands for is loving, serving and giving. And uh, so Digimonk is like a personal, professional and spiritual development platform. So it depends on what angle of what stage you're in if you're interested in that side and really leveling up your life, then you may resonate first with, with maybe the financial side or the personal side, or maybe you're a bit more spiritual and you want to get that experience of being alongside a living master and without having to go to the Himalayas or to some ashram or temple somewhere. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. So DJ Monks was, was uh, kind of built with that intention to create uh, something fresh, something new, a refuge of sorts where people could come and learn things that they were supposed to be taught in school but never are. And so I wanted to teach them that after over two decades of 
being an educator and building this, um, I found myself in the Web3 space and I started studying it. And then once I realized that this was the future, that everything was going to be digitized, I really halted everything that I was doing. I, I decided I'm not going to um, just publish a book and do it the traditional route. I felt that that was kind of outdated model. And so I wanted to do it differently. I wanted more community. I wanted people that were learning the things that are going to be taught to be able to ask questions. So we're going to open up a channel that's going to be called Hey Bebe. And there you can ask questions. We're going to be collecting that information along with all the recordings uh, that we have to eventually create an AI Hey Bebe uh, application that you can probably use on your phone or something like that. I, eventually, I want it to be augmented reality so that you have a, your own personal, at a very low cost, you'll have a, your own personal coach, guru, mentor accessible to you 24-7 to ask um, that guru uh, whatever you want. It may look like my profile pic or something else, you know, more animated and what have you. And so, uh, yeah, we started with uh, Yoga Pets. Uh, um, I was building it before I, I knew about Yoga Pets. And then uh, I did an event for them. And then there was a lot of synergy. They came at it from a more tech uh, aspect. I came at it from a more personal, heartfelt community education kind of aspect. And it was really a good match. And we started working together to build alongside each other. And, uh, and now we're on the cusp of minting in back-to-back -back months. So we'll be minting this coming month in April. The art for the legendaries is almost done. If you haven't seen our, our, the, the sneak peeks we've released recently, they're absolute fire. We just released the Spartan Tron monks and it looks really, really cool. And uh, I, I showed mine. Mine is, also, is the one guru one in the collection. And uh, next month we'll be releasing, uh, we'll be doing the auction like we did before. We start off with the auction and then we go into the guaranteed mint. And then event, after that, it would be the wait list. And if there's anything left over then public, and we're excited to release that one. We have a, a collection already out that looks very different than my current profile pic. It's more kid-like, but that's the one that gives you a lot more access. But the next collection will have an opportunity to be able to kind of buy into Genesis 111, depending on what they hold. So, um, you know, some people are scrambling now to try to get those Genesis 111 before maybe they aren't really available anymore and before the upcoming Mint. But uh, all legendaries uh, of the auction come with a resort list and a pets list, as well as they give you full Genesis 111 access. So they're almost like buying into that earlier collection. Um, so yeah, so we, we what to expect would be, we have uh, a lot of content we keep build. Uh, I, I'm mostly the one doing the building. We have other instructors that do events on a week to week basis. They're mostly doing the events right now on the Yoga Pets uh, uh, Discord, but most of them are our holders or our instructors that also uh, work over there on their end. So we get like uh, a lot of perks and benefits in their ecosystem from boosting prana. Likely we'll have a karma uh, boosting or benefit effect. We'll be able to earn karma in, in ways that maybe other communities can't. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're looking to gamify and make uh, wellness fun and integrate it into a lot of different things. And people have just seen like the, the tip of the iceberg. So when people mint, 
uh, we will have a beta version of the mega resort out. Um, the team has been converting the content into smaller bite-sized pieces and every module, there'll be one that's for free, which my quantum model to mental health, but uh, all the other ones are unlocked by, with karma, with, uh, with uh, prana. So you would have to hold the yoga pass to unlock it. Obviously, Digimonks get all of this content for free. They don't have to use their karma, which is really a benefit because if you're in both ecosystems or you want to save your prana, your prana for something else, like getting a resort, saving it up for a mega resort, let's say one of the biggest ones in their platform, then you won't have to uh, uh, use it to access our content. You can get all our content for free, save your prana, and then use it for other things in their ecosystem. So we want to build like a one-stop shop for for not just Web3 DGENs, but for Web2 as well as we onboard them into Web3 and into what we call Web3 wellness, Web3 uh, self-mastery. We're laying the foundation for a really long-term success so that we rank high when the uh, search trends start to turn in favor of a lot of things related to Web3. And really, I... I Every time I look across the space, really nobody's doing what we're doing. Um, all the content that I generate uh, is uh, unique and it's really found only in Digimonks. And what I'm teaching with these quantum aspects for mental health are really, really cool and cutting edge and really can transform people's lives. So it's really a, an NFT that should be in everybody's wallet because of the utility is very unique to what is currently existing and because of our uniqueness, it really opens the door for me, for me to be able to get really great deals and things for our community, our holders, because we can offer other communities things that they won't get from other collaborations. I'll pause there. Yep. Love it, love it. And Wacky, be, before we dive into the next question, man, you remember, like, I think it was Sunday, um, Sunday night before the F1, like, me and you, we had a call, right? And during the call, you asked me, like, we were brainstorming for, you know, PewCast, how we want to deliver value to the listeners and stuff like that. And you asked me one question, which is, you know, what's your passion, right? And the, the funny thing is today, both of the speakers, projects is launched based on the passion that they have for something, and like, you know, we have techno and chill, you know, basically they love techno. It's their passion. They, they launch it and they see huge success in it. We have Bebe who is, you know, passionate, studied about neuroscience, you know, really into deep dive into it and then, you know, launch a project based surrounds it. And both of them, you know, kind of like have that success in terms of because they are passionate about it. They are just going down on and on with it, building it. It's their whole life. And we see success for, for this. So just dive in a little bit of what was that whole thought process behind like, you know, I, this is what I love and I'm going to dedicate like my whole time and energy into building something. And of course, that building is not going to take like, you know, one, two years. It's going to take like a very long time to build something that you really like uh, in the, the vision that you see. So what was that main you know, motivation generator that says like, give you the push? Like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw it to Bebe and then we're going to get techno. My main motivator to do this um, would be, I've been an educator for over 20 years. And so I've worked with mostly millennials down, young millennials down. And I've seen the rise of attention deficit and autism spectrum disorder. A lot of like issues, both uh, mentally and socially that I'm seeing 
and behavioral issues and mental health issues, anxiety through the roof, kids' performance on tests, learning basics. It was just really concerning to me. And as an educator, I just kept looking all around and I've, I've lost positions because I kept pushing the envelope in, in, in institutions that just didn't wanted to keep the status quo. And I just didn't want to do that. I was about to go to med school and uh, one of the physicians asked me, why are you doing that? And you don't really fit that model. What you're wanting to do is just very different. And so I realized I needed to create my own thing. I really wanted to change people's life. I love to teach. Uh, I love to see uh, somebody else smile and me smile. Um, and so uh, that was kind of like the impetus. This was really to uh, prepare humanity to be more harmonized and balanced in the midst of the rise of this technological boom that is really slowly doing away with our younger generation and increasing a lot of conditioning and a lot of other mental health issues that uh, are just on the rise. I see an epidemic coming of mental health issues, and I want uh, Digimonks to be that kind of bastion that's there available for people as a refuge to come to learn, learn how to heal and empower themselves and to be able to take their attention. And rather than have it be stolen of energy, uh, you can use your attention to gain energy and power. And so we're going to be teaching and we, we already started, but we already, uh, you know, we'll be teaching them all the ins and outs on how to do this and how to really change your life in really amazing ways. That, that's amazing. I mean, there's there's no question, as you were saying, that the with the event of technology, it has created all sorts of different challenges. I mean, to be honest, before there weren't as many challenges for kids um, and just in general for people the the challenges were very, were very, very different. It's uh, now we're all bombarded by all sorts of information. Whereas you say, we look at other people and they're like, oh my God, their life is amazing. And most of the time it isn't, but it still plays on our mind. So it's, it's quite important to have more and more of those projects like what you're doing at the moment. And on top of this, when you pair it with something like what the guys at Techno and Chill are doing, it's a release, right? It really is a release of energy. I mean, Shay, whether or not you like going, you like dancing, so many people go to clubs, go to raves, go to parties, because it really is a release, right? So on this note, Emmy, you were saying you are about to mint next week. Um, what exactly is, or in a few days, I think, um, what exactly do people get from the mint? What is the plan there? Okay, so uh, yeah, we are minting, by the way, on Friday. So it's on the right. 24th. So, yeah, yeah, um, just in three days time. And I just want to add really quickly, Bebe, I think your project is great. I think everything that you've mentioned was um, really wholesome, actually. And yeah, like, you know, I have a lot of respect for projects that has that really nice um, sort of wholesome quality to it as well. You know, it's the mindfulness and everything that's attached to us as human beings. So big up to you. Um so on the techno and chill aspect, so uh, mint details, we will be minting um, from 4 p.m. UTC with our guaranteed whitelist spots at uh, 0.059 ETH. Our uh, phase two mint will then start four hours later um, at 8 p.m. UTC with a mint allocation time of eight hours. And the phase two mint price will be 0.079 ETH. 
And then we have the public, um, which is basically remaining supply. So um, that's the details on the mint. And for the, yeah, so, I mean, we've actually got so much utilities coming up, but our main focus is going to be the music marketplace. Um, so what is this music marketing, uh, marketplace? So it's a platform, an NFT platform that gives creators that power to do whatever they want, which makes them more independent and it prevents them from getting exploited by the uh, record labels. And it eliminates the need for the artist to load up on centralized streaming platforms uh, to, you know, generate substantial revenue because it takes ages for, you know, uh, if you're if you're a music producer in here, um, then you're going to know that, you know, if you're going to uh, get your, you know, you sign up to Spotify or something like that, uh, or you have to go on YouTube and, you know, you need a certain amount of listeners to even earn like a good percentage. Um, and we're, that's where we're sort of changing the ball game, you know. Uh, we're changing, you know, lives in the sense that producers, music artists, uh, even the fans, to be honest, like uh, the fans can come in and support our emerging music artists. And the music artists will then benefit from the music place by basically getting at least 80 percent of that revenue, you know, and that's a lot. Um, so we're cutting out the middleman, essentially, and we're giving all these artists, all these emerging artists, like their opportunity, their limelight to be the people that they want to be. And we're doing this as a community as well. So we're actually collecting a lot of connections at the moment. I can't say who, especially if we've got some really big connections, but, you know, uh, we are like spill Alpha, it, I know. It, spill it. Uh-oh. 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 When, when you come to Asian... I cannot puke. Or spilling it. Come on. I ca- I cannot puke on this puke car. Sorry. Wacky, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get the best chamomile and send it to her. You're in London. <laughs> get get the best chamomile, the expensive one, you know, TWG. You know, it doesn't taste so good, but it's expensive. Buy it, ship it to her, and she give you the alpha, bro. Uh, if it's not from Harrods, I don't know. I'll have a think about oh. it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she knows. She knows. Oh, I know, but I, lo- I love tea from everywhere in the world, just stating on that part. Um, but back on the, yeah, so the music marketplace is going to be our, our biggest focus uh, because we are collaborating essentially with loads of people, loads of artists. And uh, we've actually got like, for example, a DJ competition that's coming up. Um, in the next few days so that's going to be really exciting before mint other utilities that we're going to have is that you know we're going to have obviously our loyal fans Um, we don't dictate our fans and in the community as you know uh, by the numbers by the thousands you know or a million followers you know like 2,000 loyal community members is enough for us you know, we we want to look at the quality of the people here. We're not a typical DJ and hype project. You know, we actually are taking our time uh, with this project and we're doing things very differently. So, so, you know, we've got to sort of take into, you know, uh, consideration. We are Web 2 business. Uh, we, you know, we're not born from the Web 3. So it's a it's a sort of transition that we're doing at the moment, which is very difficult to do. But so this we've is got some plans. Yep. Wacky, before I cut, Wacky, before I yeah, cut you ahead, there, guys, uh, basically the main window, not the main window, but the main is open. So all you have to do, um, you know, is go up to the pin tweet. You see Pilkas posted this link 
trust me, it's not scamming link. It's from, you know, ref.gg. And uh, basically, you are entitled to mint the chicken bucket. So what it entices, if you know you guys are new, this is the first time. All you have to do is collect the pop-up and we will release, you know, every five days, we will release um, different giveaways. For example, this coming week, um, courtesy from the Kaiju friends, they were giving us our waste, which is equivalent to 200 USD. So it's always going to be free stuff. All you have to do is join the space every day, Monday to Friday, at this time, you know, we will do a snapshot on Twitter Spaces. Click on the link, mint the chicken bucket. Uh, you know, each time I will be releasing like different kinds of uh, designs. All right, over to you, Becky. So I was saying, this is very interesting what you're saying, that your Web2 business getting into Web3 and that you say that it's difficult. And interestingly enough, I think what you may find is that the industry is changing at the moment. And while it might have been difficult at the time because... Web3 people wanted a Web3 native project. I think now with the state of the current market, being a, an established Web2 business, you have probably more chances of minting out and, and being a success because there is actually substance to your project. You know, you already have something that exists. Um, you're providing, you're going to release an NFT with an existing business, right? You, you're not telling people, mint my NFT and then, we will maybe develop something later, right? So, and then there's another thing that you're saying where you focus on your core, uh, your core community. And you were saying if you can focus on 2,000 people, which is actually a lot, when you look back at, for example, uh, Azuki or Board Ape, right? The, the value of those, Board Ape is a much larger ecosystem, so that may not be such a good example. But if you look at Azuki's, it's literally about four to 5,000 people that are literally believing that the brand is worth hundreds and millions of dollars by maintaining the floor products wh where it is, right? They simply love the community and, and the strength of that small community by all means is what makes the project such a good project. So, you know, what you're saying really resonates here that, um, that that's another thing that, you know, Frank Degas, who's really a really good um, community, uh, he's not a community manager, he is a founder, but he's a people manager. He's a genius people manager. And, he was saying the same thing. You first want to look after your core community, your core supporter. And from there, when your core people are satisfied or are really happy with the project, then it grows because word of mouth really grows exponentially. So just you know, on, on a similar vein, uh, Emmy, I saw you, you muted uh, very briefly, but uh, I want to also throw at Bebe to see how he's approaching the community aspect. But Emmy, maybe you want to touch base on this? Uh, yes. can, can I add uh, can I add something also? <laughs> yeah, please. Be, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, also we have like an existing iOS ticketing software and we have like a lot of deals with like event planners around the world that does like their ticketing and use our ticketing software exclusively to like sell their tickets. So uh, we will be able to let our holders to stake their NFTs on our existing iOS ticketing software and by staking their NFTs on our IS app, they're gonna be getting like a lot of like free tickets to like IRA events around the world. So I think that's also like really interesting. And they're gonna be able to also meet their like favorite artists and also get rewarded for the music marketplace. So we're working on like a lot of uh, real stuff. And as you said, we're not like actually waiting to mint out so we can build something 
everything is built already and uh, by being our holder you're gonna enjoy uh, getting rewarded pretty much yep and um, you know touching base on what you guys said I mean it's, it's really important in terms of like building the community always being there like the founder it's on the forefront like when we say you know uh, Wacky give a good example Frank right he's always at the forefront of the project talking speaking to people being on top of it and Emmy like you say you know you want to build that core small community so I'm going to throw the question to Bebe because you launched your collection and the collection supply is only 111 right so what's the thought process behind you know building it into such a small collection whereby you know you are it kind of like able to you know know everybody if the collection is like just a hundred supply and with that what you foresee or how can this scale into a bigger um, community yes yes the, the the advantage of having such a small community is um, that when I go to negotiate it's a lot easier to take something really cool out there and be able to say hey I have this one collection with like a hundred holders let's say or maybe less and and to be able to negotiate something on behalf of a smaller community, whereas if I have 10,000 10, collection, it's really less feasible that that business, that NFT business, whatever that I'm negotiating with is going to say, hey, yeah, I'm willing to give this for free or give you this access or this big discount. So recently, um, I, I was able to negotiate something in the AI kind of trading tool that's, that's uh, coming out. Um, we were able to get a, a year f for free plus uh, months after that a 70% discount. So it really helps it from that standpoint for being able to get better things because the intimacy, the exclusivity of the group is much higher. And I think with time, it's just going to start to appreciate in value as we keep building more and more layers of, of return for our holders. And if people read the quantum map that's on the pin tweet, They'll, they'll, they'll be able to see how I'm building this out and how I'm wanting to scale it. Uh, the other thing was that everything you, you have, for me, it's like an experiment. I take like a scientific approach. I study first, I see what works, doesn't work. And then when I released the first collection, that number 111 signifies something. And then the next collection is 10 times that, but there are ways in which you could with that larger collection be able to buy into the earlier one and in essence the next collection isn't really 1111 it could be significantly less if people are are holding multiple assets to get the more exclusive access and so for me it's all about testing so i have to see and measure the market and so the first release really showed that um, there was interest. Most of our holders, I would say probably about 50% of our original holders have never listed or close to. And uh, and it's a really kind of tight-knit community. And they really can access me more so than most founders. I treat them as family, friends, colleagues, and I'm there to facilitate anything through my network or to helping them privately. I do that all the time. Many of them have my cell phone and I text them and talk to them. And so it really makes it very different. Then you bring in a larger collection, but this is the last collection, that the last one that's going to be of the lifetime access variety. After that, we're going to be launching a different program to be on board Web2. 
but our OG holders of Gen 1 and Gen 2 will have a way to benefit from that next phase as well as from other phases we may release, whether it's collections in other languages, um, our kids collection. So we're, we're, uh, as, I, as I think about it, I'm really thinking about once I release, what's going to happen? Based on other projects, other businesses, other communities, what can happen? What can I do to keep the vibe going, um, keep people engaged, and to keep producing the content that they want to have access to? And so I'm taking a very uh, systematic approach. Um, I want to be very careful and diligent with funds so that we make sure we don't burn capital in areas that are not fruitful and just keep steadily uh, expanding this to the point where I would say by the end of the decade, uh, Digimonks can be one of the most recognizable brands in Web3. And what we will be doing will be... uh, you know, will give us uh, ability to front run a movement I know is coming because they're the interest in being inspired, staking claim to your own health, doing it in your own house, you know, being able to really empower yourself and to become a master of life is something that's going to become very mainstream now. And what we want to do is to make it very community-based, make it really fun and engaging. And we haven't released that, but we will. Uh, release how we're going to do this with yoga pets because it's going to involve them as well. Um, so I meet with them, you know, I prob- I would say probably like twice a month. And we, I, I keep thinking of ways in which we can continue to make people not for, you know, like I don't like it when people do strategies to make holders huddle. I really want to make it so that people hold their assets because they really want to because there's something about the ecosystem, there's a there's a reason why they want to hold, and so if we can keep building layers of value, then people will want to hold. Yeah, you, you're right at the heart of it. It's having a having a vision, having an idea of how to deal with a community, and and it's not deal. The, the word actually. So I'm actually quite big. You know, you you're a neuroscientist. I uh, you probably appreciate that. I strongly believe that a lot of the, not the mistakes necessarily, but a lot of the things that are happening in the world that are where we have stigma or where things are not generating the results that we are looking for is very often as a result of the wrong terminology or the wrong words that we're using, right? And as a founder, you shouldn't be dealing with your community. You should be nurturing your community, right? You should be looking after your community. You should basically be doing everything for your community they are your people and effectively just the same way you're saying that you are very approachable and accessible that is exactly what web3 is about right as an nft project was an nft holder you expect to have that level of access rightly or wrongly but this is sort of what web3 is is really known for nowadays right and when you have a project where the founder isn't available well that's a big red flag so what, what you're saying there makes a lot of sense and i think this is really the best way of growing a project organically forward because, again, you know your people, you know your holders, and, and you will be there for them and, and you are looking after them. So it's, uh, it makes a lot of sense. I think the holistic approach, the way you're approaching it there is, is definitely the, the right one. So on this note then, how are you guys? Based on what you're saying, I think your answer is, is pretty straightforward, but um, I guess that's a question for both of you. 
how are you seeing the economy at the moment? It's undeniable that it's affecting, you know, the macroeconomic factors, the banking crisis, all of this is affecting NFTs in a big way, right? Volume is down. Um, people are probably now more worried about making sure that they'll be able to make it through a year rather than spending thousands of pounds or thousands of dollars on, on an NFT project. So how are you potentially tackling this and how are you seeing the rest of the year for the NFT industry and, and for your project from that perspective? I'll throw back to you, Bebe. You, you kind of obviously alluded to it by you know, the way you're nurturing the, your community, but over to you first and then back to Evan. Uh, despite the fact that the collection is the the this net collection is not really a gem two, it really is a lifetime pass that gives you tens of thousands of dollars of value. It's a coaching platform unlike anything because if I were to do this outside on another you know for somebody else, you would get a lot less a lot less access for a lot more money, and the fact that I am. Um, uh, releasing these NFTs at likely around a tenth of the current collection's size, I feel like it's more than reasonable that for somebody to get this type of access and this type of learning and to be able to do it in a way that they can get a lot of feedback uh, within our, you know, without, within our ecosystem and our Discord and what have you, it really makes it very, very valuable. And so I'm, I'm I, cannot obviously dilute the value too much, but I'm also not worried. I'm not, I'm not expecting anything. I don't go with expectations. I just focus on continuing to increase value. So I always have myriad of conversations behind the scenes and we keep releasing more reasons why you would want to be a part of Digimonks. We're updating the website with our official partners and we really have a plan in place that of, on how we're going to execute all of this. So um, I, I do recognize that. What I also expect also to happen that will bring a little bit of liquidity. Things have gotten quiet because anytime crypto pumps, people want to uh, trade and make some profit there. Then once they feel like, oh, this little pump is about to go down, which I'm expecting, um, I've been, uh, I'll likely be revealing more details about this, but I'm expecting some really large panic uh, to come in the near future in terms of uh, some of the problems that are happening in the banking system, which will impact uh, crypto uh, as well as the stock market, everything else. And people, as they take profit, they often will come back into the fund sector. So while we were on a low, uh, you know, I saw some activity there of people coming back into NFTs and being able to do well. And that this is what people don't realize is that if you establish the right connections in Web3, you get the right alpha, you're really active, you can really make great profit and, uh, and, and do it in a way that's actually pretty safe because this, nowhere else can you actually buy something and know that you could potentially instantly flip it for a profit. You don't see it in the stock market anywhere. It's very rare. And even in pre-IPOs where you invest in a business before it goes public, most of the people that benefit from that are the wealthy people that got in very early, you know, the big bags, and then you're left with very little profit afterwards. And I've experienced that myself. And so, you know, I think that what we've been doing, what Keon has been doing with Yoga Pets and, you know, with Meme Land and what have you, this, it's a larger ecosystem. And I think that we've shown that people are willing to 
move some of their ETH into what we're doing. And even if it means selling something, you know, somebody saw one of our recent releases and I was like, oh man, I got to figure out how to build up some liquidity because I need one of these uh, legendaries. So we're trying to like add more value as much as we can so that people know that uh, they're in good hands. People want to trust as well. And so I've built, I've been working really hard to build a reputation so that people know that I'm not your, just anybody in the space. I'm really here. I'm really committed to this. This is my life's purpose. And I'm looking to be doing this for the rest of my life. And I want to take people on a journey. So as they age, um, they can age more gracefully, more powerfully and fulfill their inner genius. Wacky. <laughs> you're, you're chilling. Oh, bro. shit. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here and I'm like, yeah, reputation is a huge thing in the NFT space. It's so important. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> this is what I was saying. Um, and I was about to say also that reputation is also super important in Web2, just the same way. I, I don't understand how you know people all of a sudden went digital and believe that reputation doesn't matter anymore. I mean, it, it's just not so. It, it really, what you're saying really resonates. Emmy, I throw this over to you. You guys, I was about to say, I was about to say that techno and partying is an industry that is almost, uh, almost, uh, how do you call it, recession proof. Because no matter what, whenever, actually, the more the recession, the more people want to party almost because they need to let loose, right? The only thing that partying is not proof is COVID. That is the one thing that that uh, really got hit hard. So, um, <laughs> what what are you guys what are you guys thoughts on you know the current state of the macro and sort of uh, how you're envisioning it from the NFT project? I actually think that's a good question for the founder, um, just because he was the one that actually went through the entire COVID process, and he had to actually uh, do a lot of changes uh, because of that. So. Uh, lovely founder, if you were there. Yeah, so uh, basically, like, during COVID, and you said it, like, real good, like, uh, events are, like, recession-proof. And the only time uh, it's, like, when, when there's, like, a pandemic, you know, when the world is actually, like, uh, uh, <laughs> like everyone is at home, that's, like, the only time uh, events are not happening, you know. So uh, during COVID, uh, it was, like, really hard for us. You know, uh, everything was like closed down and we had to like find ways to uh, like keep uh, the business going. So live streaming was huge uh, during COVID. Uh, we started like promoting uh, artists like live streaming. And also we focused on music, like a lot of artists like started like promoting their music. Um, so, yeah, that's like that's like the two ways uh we were like keeping the business going and also like it gave us like a step back to like actually like think on how we can evolve and during covid we took some time to develop our ticketing software so that was like really good and we launched it as soon as like covid was over uh so it kind of like helped us in a way to like really take a step back and like focus on how we can like revolutionize uh, our business the first two months was like awful honestly because <laughs> we weren't like making any kind of revenue and it was like really really hard uh, but I think like uh, 
for the future, I think like the future is really bright. Uh, the business, uh, like the industry as a whole, is growing exponentially. Uh, a lot of countries are like doing a lot of uh, techno events, and uh, the market is getting like really, really big. You know, like it's it's worth like at least forty billion dollar, like the festival and event marketing right now, which is like huge. Um, so I don't think I don't see something that's gonna like stop us anytime soon except if there's like another pandemic you know <laughs> no, yeah. okay. if there's another pandemic yeah. let me tell yeah, yeah go, ahead, go ahead no no i'm gonna throw this in because um i was checking uh techno and chill right and i noticed like you know in in terms of like the events and location it's all la dubai london new york paris like where is the asia country bro like malaysia singapore are you not planning to come and, to Malaysia? And we have that question from Rob Radio. I have to ask. I have to ask. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually like. I, I wanna like uh, start like doing events in Thailand. You know, I have like uh, good connections with the owner of Baba Beach Club. I don't know if you guys know about it. Um, but yeah, I wanna start like really uh, moving to Asia because the industry is growing like crazy over there, and there's like a lot of. Uh, clubs and like uh, really exotic locations uh for events you know so it's in the plan but right now we're focused on uh, mainly like the middle east like dubai egypt uh, turkey like saudi these countries are like growing insanely and the market there's like a void in the market there's not a lot of like competition or like big players right now so our goal is to like fill up this void before the big players comes because as you know like in europe and the us it's like insanely competitive you know so uh, that's why we decided to like focus on one area and like dominate it and as soon as we're like really established on this area we can move to the next uh step which is asia uh, okay I'll, I'll take your asia, word on it bro i'll take your word on yeah it. <laughs> yeah after after asia we're gonna start we're gonna have like the power to uh to like uh focus on europe and us but right now we're like clearly like like a small fish and in europe and the us it's like insanely hard to to actually like compete with these people you know yep so you know when when collaboration between techno chill and and Digimonks where you do like in the middle of the techno session because it is techno and chill at the same time you do a little bit of <laughs> relaxation you know a little bit of like that no, no. so so the the thing is this like wacky when you were asking the questions right these days when i realized like when i see uh, i think it was i i don't know which event but it was like a three-day event right they have like you know night they have partying but in the afternoon they have like different sessions where people do yoga people meditate and stuff like that so i'm seeing in a mix of you know it's like not like you want the hardcore stuff they have a stage for that you want the chill stuff they also have it's like an all-rounded event bro exactly like, that's the new wave like that's the new wave a lot of festivals are taking which is like adding the wellness part to it and not like really like focusing on our like mental state and like this is actually like the new wave that all the events are taking which is like uh partying but at the same time be healthy and uh really like uh, take care of our mental state you know um so yeah uh i think you mentioned like a really good point
Well, that's it, Digimonks. That's another, um, baby. That's another set of people that you can uh, partner with, man. The ravers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, let me let me tell Wellness, you for anybody man. that's Wellness been to a rave and, and and that's been up for hours, you can definitely use a little bit of mental help after uh, after <laughs> on the last few hours of the night settling down. <laughs> well, I told my wife I wanted to go to uh, to Ultra. <laughs> my whole oh, life, pretty yes. much, since it's been going around, never been able to. <laughs> and it happens here in Miami. Um, no, yeah, like uh, I have some collab, you know, collabs like that. Uh, I'm always looking to like. Uh, we're wanting to bring wellness into gaming. Uh, we have some meetings behind the scenes for this really cool kind of quintessential game we want to release that will have some wellness components. It'll likely be in collaboration with Yoga Pets as well. And uh, I'm always like, always wanting to think of ways to keep people in a good mood and what better way than music. And so we need to add these elements to a lot of the things that we're doing. And for example, we want to move towards experience-based NFTs. We released the first healing NFT. It exists on the Ethereum blockchain. And so why not, uh, you know, we also want to do a digital ashram, which will be like an actual virtual place where you can go and we can host events and it'll have like healing zones or rooms. And why couldn't one of them be a, a kind of chill uh, techno room that you go into and it may have some inspirational stuff or some guided practice as well as some music playing in the background. We're always looking to test this, to add different layers, to bring in some of the geometry of nature into technology, to stimulate the mind in the right way. And music, of course, is very powerful to do that. I use it often when I'm working, uh, maybe combined with binaural beats. So maybe the, there's something we could cook up where we could create something really cool and then launch uh, a little collab you know nft that people can try out and you know it's good promo as well yeah amazing i mean the festivals seem to be to be honest i'm thinking about glastonbury here it is perfect for collaboration with uh with digimon say there's such a aspect of huge body but also huge relaxation and, and zen and spirituality so it would be perfect yep so All right, Puke. are we ready to wrap it up I think we're ready to wrap it up. <laughs> All right, guys, just a reminder. So we're going to pick three winners because courtesy from Techno and Chill, thanks, guys, they will be giving out whitelists, three whitelists to you guys, listeners, who has been in on the space. So all you have to do is like, retweet the space, and we will announce the winner after the show. And remember, guys, the min is on this Friday. And so just one last bit, um, you know, just now when I did the snapshot, basically we have about 48 people that was active in the spaces. Um, so far, the, the pull-up that is minted is only 14. So all you have to do is head on to the pin tweet at the top. You see PewCast, which is our official uh, content provider. Click on the link, go inside, you know, insert your wallet address and mint the pull-up because if you collect five of these, uh, basically every Monday we will be releasing out price and this week we will be giving out 200 USD. All right, guys, once again, thank you for being here with us, uh, being part of the Asia Web3 motherfuckers powered by PewCast, the rock radio of Asia space. Uh, you know, we believe with you guys, we are one step ahead in building the most genuine community in Asia. So we run the show every day, Monday to Friday, 10 p.m. GMT plus 8 which is Singapore, Malaysia time, where we talk about, you know, what's hot in the NFT market, the latest alpha, and also, you know, bring good projects like today. We have Digimonks, we have Techno and Chill to talk about, you know, what they are building right now in the Web3 space. All right, Wacky, are you ready to do the outro? I basically search on Spotify 
Techno and Chill. And uh, this is the song that comes out. So I'm going to play it. Uh, I don't know how you're going to sound like. My techno is always like, you know, give give me the sick bit. Stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know. So, all right, Wacky, do the outro. Let's go. Let's do it. This was us, Braid, Rock Radio Asia, with the motherfuckers. Thank you for joining us. We love you guys. Techno and chill to finish up. Yeah.